0: Hey and welcome to episode 38 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies and TV, with myself Clark and my co-host Ollie, discussing the hot topics from the week. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can also drop us an email with your questions through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Ollie! Hey. how's it going?
1: What's up buddy? Uh, yeah, it's going good man. Uh t- been very busy at work recently, but as usual, keep seem to keep, keep saying every day. But um, yeah, uh, been good generally. Um, how you been? I've been keeping up.
0: I'm i just busy, busy. Yeah. Had a slight vacation this weekend, so I got to go to Birmingham. Ah, exactly a vacation, but you know they, they do say it's the Costa del Sol of the centre of the UK.
1: Of course, of course. Uh, did did, you, you? did anybody offer you any more uh, foot massages?
0: No, 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 no. So there was no weird behavior this time. We went to stay at a friend's house for the no? weekend for a barbecue. Okay. okay. Um, and it was all normal. Nothing weird happened. It was just lovely. Um, so that was nice. That's been my weekend. And good. my week has just been work, 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 work. Yes. Um, lots lots of work. I went and I got you. my second jab. Oh,
1: congrats. So You're I'm fully inoculated week. now. There you go.
0: I'm now 100% immune to COVID. I know that's how it works. I'm yep. pretty sure that's how it works. Yep, that's what science says. Test. Yep. No idea how it works, but no. uh, I'm filled with COVID now, so all my blood has been replaced with COVID, which is great. Excellent. And that's that's how it is. You're like so, patient zero
1: in like you know like all these apocalypse films. This is a...
0: yeah. How was your week?
1: Yeah, it was good, man. Uh, I went to a lot of different. I was just going out to eat and meeting up with people and socialising. Um, I had a. I guess the highlight of the things that I ate, except for lots of Japanese food. Um, I had a beer that was like a matcha beer. So it was green, matcha. like matcha. Uh, like green tea. in the
0: green stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah like yeah.
1: green tea, yeah. So it was a green tea beer, and it was surprisingly good. Uh, there's a stupid thing. I think I just like anything that's green for some reason. Um, like bogeys. Just... Yeah, I love bogeys. Eat them straight, straight fresh from the nose, dude. But yeah, like, like sitting on the bread. Exactly, like... yeah. yeah. Uh, it just so happen- I mean, it's- I think it's just a coincidence that like most of the food item, any any f- any normal food item that is green, I'm a- I'm a fan of, except for maybe durian. That's the only thing. But that's like it's arguably stain smells
0: horrible. Yes, yeah, it's-,
1: it's-, it's awful. It's fucking awful.
0: Well, that's but- yellow, isn't it, durian?
1: I think. I mean, the outside is. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there you go. It's not green, and therefore that's fine for me to not like it. That's the
0: that's the rule. I remember someone bought one into work once, and they were like, "We're going to cut it open. It might smell a little bit," and we had to like clear the office. Yeah, what? It, why would it you do that? Dank. it was just because they'd just come back from like that, you know. White woman goes on vacation, comes back and insists everyone experiences the same thing she did. Oh, she, had no. like the, she had like the, you know, the, the braids in her hair, almost, almost like that scene in Friends when Monica comes back and she's got like the shells and stuff in her, because she's been to like, um, where did she go? The Bahamas.
1: Yeah, I mean, just back,
0: like, oh, this is what we ate every day. Like, we should all eat it now, and we, we should, and, and they chopped into it. And we were like, you're never coming back into this office again. Yeah, it's that just. I rubbish. think
1: I think that's just a stupid idea. It's like you know yeah. how well, wow, just bringing anything that smells. Really but I mean, obviously, there's there's layers, right? But I feel like durian is especially bad. Like, you, do you know about the that like I think it's Swedish, like the fish thing that you yeah, can buy. No, that...
0: it's Finnish. I think it is. It's Finnish. Sorry, sorry. The, the pickled herring.
1: Yeah, it's like it's called surstromming or something. Yep. Yep, yeah, it's oh my disgusting. god. I've yeah. tried it.
0: It is absolutely disgusting. Oh. It's I'll... known for being disgusting and it is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: think it's actually listed that like you're not actually allowed to bring it on flights because it's listed as a chemical weapon.
0: That's how bad it imagine. is. Uh, yeah, it, it's disgusting. It's it's horrifying. How... This is no offense to anyone from no. Finland or anyone that likes that stuff, but I genuinely think it's it's foul, it's repulsive.
1: What how did you try it? Why? Where? Well, you spoke Finnish people. Oh right, what and they just brought well, you some so strong... Yeah, they
0: brought. I mean, like, so we used to do a thing where we'd bring food from our uh, hometown into work, oh. and like, British was easy, French obviously was super easy, um, and then Spanish was really good. And it got to the point where we'd been through like Spanish, French, Italian, English, and German, and it was like, oh, it's just delicious. Like, let's keep going. So then the Finnish people were like, well, we'll bring some of our local delicacies. They turned up a tickled herring, and oh. it was just like, yeah. it was horrible. Okay, but, well, I
1: mean, yeah, fair enough.
0: Well, we should probably go over our agenda for the week, which yeah. is, um, so this week we're going to be obviously starting with what we've been playing and watching, because that's how we always start, and then we're going to kick off uh, talking about Nintendo at E3, because they yeah. had their show, and it was something, it was a show. Uh, we'll then move on to our highlights this year from E3, and what games we're actually looking out for. Uh, we might do a little bit of a recap of some of the bigger points if we if we need to. Yep. Uh, and then we're going to talk about TV shows and movies, particularly Loki and The Conjuring 3. And then our nostalgia bite this week is talking about code wheels. And if we do get time at the end, we'll do a little bit of 20 questions. Yay. Yeah. So, uh. Excellent. So, Ollie, what have you been playing or watching?
1: <laughs> uh, I have been playing more Guilty Gear, uh, over 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 the last week. I've been getting really into my Guilty Gear. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun learning, um, a new fighting game and learning how to, you know, getting all the muscle memory out and playing online and basically going in and trying to not be like a huge nerd and like watching loads of YouTube videos and get going in training mode for like 20 hours and just kind of just going online and learning as I'm playing has been really oh. enjoyable. Ollie,
0: you are a huge nerd. I
1: am a huge nerd, but you know, hmm. it's like, it's a refreshing way to like play fighting games, I think. Of just like going online and being like, if I lose it's like, whatever, dude. It's like learning, learning why, it's like, you know, trying to find out why I lost and then being like, okay. It's like treating it like a puzzle game. It's kind of fun. Um... But uh, the only thing I'll say about Guilty Gear is why the hell does it take... It literally takes, I timed it today, five minutes when you launch the game to get to the main menu, because it has to like, connect to a server, but for some Whoa. reason it takes five minutes to connect to the server.
0: There's a lot of games that do that now, and it it tends to be fighting games and, and games that use a similar net code because it's, it's it's games that use like a peer-to-peer hybrid. No, but it's not, I don't think it's even that.
1: I think it's literally like like no. It's in like not even to get onto on like, into the online lobby. It's like literally to like. You, you, you open the game, it goes, Guilty Gear, it says press start to go to the main menu where you could start, like, the story mode and stuff like that. It's literally, like, connecting to server. And it takes, like, five minutes. And then, like, I think it's because it's patch- I don't know if it's, like, patching and then just patching every time, but I don't know. But then, like, the only- the thing is, is, like, once you get into the game, like, you go- and then you start, like, going to online lobbies and, like, matchmaking and all this other stuff. It's, like, completely smooth and fine. And it's, like, works perfectly. Matches are super quick- Had no problems with lag at all in like any of the matches I've played for like 10 hours. And like, but it's just that initial five minutes was really annoying because I was like, I had some time. What it's
0: doing is is checking for DLC because a lot of them do that as well. They, They check for DLC, but for some reason that process takes like four minutes.
1: Yeah, but like, I mean. And yeah, as, as a developer, that should not take four minutes. Like... Oh, it, it should <laughs> take, like,
0: a second. Yeah, like, it should just your... be like, no, good, go. Yeah, go.
1: so I don't know what the hell they're doing on the back end, though. Uh, but um, anyway, that's the only downside I have for Guilty Gear. If I that, has been, fi- uh, been a lot of fun. I uh, played a little bit of Tekken, um, League of Legends. I got my first pentakill out of my 1,600 hours of League of Legends. I got my first pentakill, which probably says a lot about the way that I play League of Legends. But um, yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, and what else have I... Oh, uh, I've been watching um, Loki uh, on Disney+. Um, yes, me too. Disney Plus. We can talk about that today. Yeah, we talk about Loki. Uh, so, yeah, mm. what well, have you been watching and planning?
0: Um, so, I got Breath of the Wild last week. Uh, I got it in a sale. Um, I had £10, for some reason, sitting on my Nintendo account, and the game dropped down to 35 mm-hmm. So I got it for £25, if, essentially. Um, and I've completed Breath of the Wild. Like I've 100 percent it, but I've started it completely from scratch, and it is just so calming and relaxing to play that game. Mm, huh. oh, so sure. I'm loving that again playing through that again. Um doing my usual Overwatch. Um I've been playing a bit more Fortnite because uh, they're now into the second phase of their new season, which is where this big UFOs come over the map. Um they're starting to like kidnap people and stuff mid mid game. Uh you can fly UFOs around and like t- t- pick people up and teleport them away. Ooh. Like even like different parts of the map are being attacked and stuff it's all very exciting and there's obviously something happening superman hasn't turned up yet but he's about to t- what what am i talking about but it, it sounds like nonsense sisters but superman I mean, is about to turn up as well what the uh, hell? And, and rick from rick and morty is there as well he's there um <laughs> yep so that's fortnite uh, <laughs> um hell, man. <laughs> and then, uh, other than watching uh, Loki and The Conjuring, uh, I watched a bit of Taskmaster actually as well. I don't know, have you heard of Taskmaster? The UK show? Oh, as
1: in the comedy show?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love
1: Taskmaster. Taskmaster's yeah, so, is fantastic.
0: I hated the idea of that show; it sounded ridiculous. And now I'm, I can't stop. I'm it's so it. good. It's yeah, and like... I've just I've just watched the, the 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 season, well, part of the season with Noel Fielding and Joe Lysette
1: Ah, uh, yes. It's, yes. it's
0: brilliant. Like, yeah. I, I just love Noel Fielding just existing is hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a great guy. So, yeah, really, really enjoying that. That's really fun. Um and then that's about it this week. Like, other than that, I've just been focusing on work because work's got quite heavy. So, yeah, uh, lots of stuff to do to work. Um, but yeah, that's been me for this week. So um, cool I guess work. we can move on to Nintendo at E3.
1: Yeah. I guess you watched it. Yes.
0: So we could I could go through and do a recap of the key beats. Okay, um, what, what is...
1: Okay, no, 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 no. So I want to... Before we get into it, because you said it was a thing. So I have a feeling that you, you're you not... You weren't a fan of...
0: Uh, of, of the... No. No, not true. I thought it was a good E3, but it was one of their better directs, in fact, that they've done. It just mm-hmm. didn't have the stuff that I was expecting. Like... I put a lot of uh, predictions forward based on what I thought the market was doing and what I thought Nintendo were doing, and well, I was very wrong.
1: Yeah, as in you know, last week we we're talking about the timeline, right? Where we're not, yeah. we we are not in the timeline where Master Chief is in Smash yet. Uh, no. and, you know And no game pass on Switch yet.
0: No game pass on Switch, but also they did announce that they're only mentioning software that's coming out this year, and they're not mentioning anything to do with the hardware. Yes, so I'm still theorizing that the hardware stuff is going to come with a lot of announcements because they, they are obviously going to announce a new switch soon. You could tell by the quality of the footage for Breath of the Wild 2, for example, mm. that was clearly not playing on a baseline switch. Yeah, It wasn't. I, I, I don't care what they try and say, that was not playing on a baseline switch mm-hmm. because it was running at more than one frame per second. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I thought it was a good show. Um, some of the announcements are very surprising the initial, the Smash Brothers character, like, really surprised me, but I'm not surprised oh, to see yeah. that character's coming. Hell it was a really good yeah. reveal as well. So, so, what did you think?
1: Well, wow, okay, so, for, so, uh, it was Kazuya from Tekken who got added to Smash. For me, I saw the cliff, I saw someone carrying someone, I was, I was already screaming. I was already typing in my friend's chat room, already popping off, because I knew. I just, I knew, I knew it was Kazuya. Like, I it's Volcano,
0: like, man, he's coming. He is, I was um, like,
1: Garen's fucking dead, you know, like, there's only one... one. Uh, per-
0: Captain Falcon's dead.
1: Captain Falcon's dead. Kirby nearly died. Min dead. Min has gone,
0: she's gone. Um Pit is, is dead. Killed. Who? Pit, oh, Pit, Pit is Pit, dead, yeah. you know, like... Well, so, so, here's the thing. So, um, just just to sidetrack very quickly, about half an hour before the direct, um... We were talk. I was talking in my LGBT group um, about what the some of the announcements were going to be, mm. and I said, "I don't care what it is. Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be everything I don't want from Nintendo. They're probably going to start by throwing Kirby into a volcano or Jigglypuff into a volcano." Wow, or something. really? Literally, no joke. Like, I have it quoted because it's written in our Discord chat. And yeah. then It started, and that happened. And people were like, "Well, how did you know that?" And I was like, "I have no idea. Like, that was just a joke." Like, I was you just do you do work in marketing, Clark. Yeah, know, but so. that's that's like. But it, it, when it happened, I was like, they yeah, actually did throw Kirby into a volcano. Well, <laughs> I mean, he tr- out, tried, but tried. But he you know. can, he's a balloon; like, he yeah. can get out. But, but yeah, me, I, thought be dog, I thought that was funny. I but, thought. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I,
1: I mean, I'm I'm super excited for as a Tekken player. I'm super excited for Kazuya. Uh, it seems like mo- like a lot of people from the Smash community or like normal Smash like content creators are like, who, why, you know? Some people are like, oh, it's just a Tekken character, whatever. Uh, a lot of people are sad because it's just like you know another fighting game character or whatever. It's also like you know it's like you know Sakurai's really trying to turn Smash Bros into a fighting game, huh? It's like you know we got what is it like Ryu, Ken, uh, who's the guy from Fatal Fury? duo. <laughs> you know, you know, the fatal. We got the guy from Fatal Fury. Now we got Kazuya. We got like you know.
0: Um, Min Min from another fighting game. Yeah, we got like not, yeah. not really the same thing though. But, but as in
1: like you know yeah. like like from traditional FGC things, you know kind of <laughs> sorry fighting game community stuff. So yeah, um yeah, I mean it, like looking at Kaz like also what's super strange to me is that as someone who plays Tekken Seven uh, and sees Kazuya a lot, like his animations, like literally I look at him in super Smash Bros Ultimate and it's like they literally the people at Namco Bandai who are the people who make uh, sorry Bandai Namco people who make Tekken, and are also helping Nintendo make Smash Bros. Ultimate. It looks like they literally just dragged the Kazuya folder into Smash Bros. Like, he looks exactly the same. Like, all his animations are like one-to-one. It looks so strange like, seeing him in that game and the way that he moves and stuff. Um, Because it's like, very true to Tekken. I mean, that's what Smash has been doing, those, trying to keep everyone true to their sort yeah, of, like, make everything feel,
0: feel game good. Game counterparts, mate. right? Yeah, but it's, like, you know, it's,
1: like, it's weird, because you look at Ryu in, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and they've got, you know, it's, like, his animations are, like, you can see they're, like, uh, inspired from, like, um, like, what they are in, like, super street fire 2 and stuff like that right but obviously they that's had to redo good. them because they're yeah. not they had like their own custom model whereas the kazia they literally just copied the animations they <laughs> literally control c control they, them. they just they, <laughs>
0: they they just take the folder and just drag it into the switch that's what yeah. they do don't they no, I mean, yeah, that's, that's I mean, it me. seems like that's literally yeah. what they did which is super bizarre to
1: me but um it's cool i'm very excited to try him out and see more about him when um on the twenty eighth, I think. It, it, yeah. yeah, it's the twenty
0: eighth when they're announcing more information about him. But it's, it's unclear whether they've announced two characters or not. I because High think... Harchie was also in the trailer. Yeah, well modeled High Harchie.
1: I think it's just like he's like one. He's just in the background of the stage because like it, they did the same thing for um, it was Terry Bogard. That's the name of the fa- fa- uh, Fatal uh, yeah. Fury. Yep. Fury guy. Yeah, so he, they had like in the background of that stage, you can see all the different characters from Fatal Fury as well. So
0: well, yeah, I'm thinking it might be an Echo Fighter.
1: Maybe I mean they could. They very could. Similar
0: yeah. fighting styles as well. I mean. Not, oh yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're both in the same era of uh, Tekken because they're both been around since like Tekken One, haven't oh, they? Oh yeah, they're
1: both Mishima's. Yeah. So you know they have the same sort of Mishima karate yeah. fighting style. Yeah, so like very similar. They like, yeah. can either do the Echo Fighter or do a skin, kind of like you know how they did it with uh, Alex and Steve in Minecraft. But yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So I think there's two. Uh, there's either one or two more characters left in this season pass for um,
0: one left Smash Results. One or? left. One after, left. After Kazeera. Yeah.
1: Okay. Do you think it's going to be boss chief?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: You that's it. You're putting you're putting money would you put money down on that? No. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. Because it could be II from Super Monkey Ball now that bloody announcement. Oh yeah, dude. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that because between then and this there were some other announcements which were a selection of games that are already announced on other systems. Yeah. So we had Life is Strange, Life is Strange Remastered, um, Life is Strange True Colors. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I do not want to see on the Switch. Like, yeah, I, I think don't. that is going to be awful on the Switch. Which is, again, why I'm thinking there's a HD Switch coming, because I, I don't think that's going to run on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, Worms Rumble, Two Point Campus, which looks fantastic. Uh, Just Dance 2022... Great. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, whatever that means. Um Astria Ascending. Fatal Frame made in a Blackwater. So we're gonna stop there for a second because I am very excited for Fatal Frame on the Switch.
1: So I never played Fatal Frame, but I know it's like
0: surprisingly popular. Yeah. They're very popular and very horrific. Yeah. Like I was scared playing those games when I was younger. Um and I, I played two of them but only like in parts. Yeah. And the this one looks more of the same. like It's creepy Japanese horror, so it's going to be good. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. There was Doom Eternal DLC, which doesn't really matter. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which is great. That's coming on the Switch. I think that would be a fantastic game for the Switch. Mm. Um, not sure if there's going to be a HD patch or not for that, or if I um, worked on anything like that. But who knows? Like maybe, maybe there will be a HD patch coming. Who knows? Yeah. Um, no one knows. Uh, and then Strange Brigade was the other one. And then we got to Super Monkey Ball. Oh, which so, is a fantastic so... announcement for the Switch, isn't it? Yeah, man. Because we're getting all of them. Mm-hmm. Like all of the Super Monkey Ball games are coming in one compilation. Yeah. Um. With the obviously the cost of being on Switch, so it's what 440 pounds for the yeah it'll for the be
1: game. A mega ex- uh, expensive. Yeah. But yeah, I've just, i just I just looked I just looked on the E3 website and it says that it is coming out on Switch, but it's also coming out on consoles and PC. So, Monkey Ball? Yeah, apparently uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania It says platforms I don't know if this is wrong It says it on the website plat- uh, Platforms PS5 Xbox Series X And S Switch PlayStation 4 Xbox One And Windows So
0: oh, Okay, that's unusual It's
1: cool Yeah, sure Why not?
0: Hmm. Okay, well, well That's that's coming But then we add Super Mario Party Superstars Oh, I'm very excited for that I, I know A
1: lot of people Are saying like Oh, look It's just Nintendo Rehashing old stuff And yes, you're right But, for me, it, like, you know, the nostalgia of playing all these old school Mario Party maps that even showed off, like, the space map from Mario Party 2, and some of the older minigames, like, Facelift and stuff like that from Mario Party 1, like, I'm a big fan of all of those things. So being able to play those, like, a HD version of those, online as well, I think that's awesome. So, like, I'm very excited for that. It's
0: cool, uh, but it took me a while to realise that this wasn't DLC for Mario Party. Yes! An expansion for Mario. I thought it was just a patch, like, is what they were announcing. And then when I was like, oh, it's a full price, 70 quid game. Okay. Yeah, um... I, I, that's what I thought, because I thought that it was just going to,
1: like, you know, when, the whole time I was watching, I was like, is this going to be a new game, or is this going to be, like, a just patch for the existing Mario Party? But, yeah. I mean, they could totally release it as a patch for the existing Mario Party, but it shows now they've shown their true colors of like, because you know the uh, in, in, the initial Mario Party release on Switch, I think it's Mario Party 10, didn't have online play. No, it didn't. Oh, it did, yeah. but
0: it was it was it didn't work. Also. Yeah, no, it yeah, did. yeah, it did not. It had it for mini games,
1: but didn't have it for their full game. That was it. Yes, yeah. that was it. And then they patched it in being like, surprise, here it is free update. You can play it online. And that was like crazy. Like the fact that they just added that as a free update and all the mini games watching feature. Like, yeah, literally. I mean, thank God they released it for free, but also just kinda of crazy that they just like added that in after release. Um but yeah. I mean that goes to show that's why they did that because now they had they were setting up the groundwork for this. So
0: <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um but that looks interesting until I realised it wasn't a patch. Mm-hmm. And that's coming October 29th. Uh, and then the big one, I think, which was Metroid Dread.
1: Yeah. So this was. Uh, um, I have a lot of friends who are super, super, super excited for this.
0: Yeah, because this is the first net Metroid game in like 18, 19 years or something. Yeah. A long time. Uh, yeah, which is um, which is a long time since the the is that this when was the last Metroid game? God, I can't even remember now.
1: Like on a console um, or like because I know there were some like DS
0: games. I mean, like like there. a mainline title. I'm talking, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but this looks cool because they're going with like a horror a- a- aspect this time rather than just, just the aliens. Yeah. It looks like, um, it looks beautiful on the Switch, like it looks lovely. Um, didn't really so, have much to say about it, like, you see more into Metroid than me.
1: So, uh, I mean, I, I wish. I, I have friends who are super into Metroid, so like, um, I think this, I, so... I know there is some kind of history behind Metroid Dread. Like, that's why they were so, um... Excited for it because, like, I think it was like an unreleased game from like ages ago. Like the name Metroid Dread, or like it was referenced somewhere. Like it a was long a time reference. Ago.
0: It was a reference in a yeah. in a previous Metroid game. I think it was in Metroid Two. Yeah, it was referenced. Yeah, um, and people thought it, it. It's become a meme as like a. Uh, this is going to be the next Metroid, and then they announce it. It's like, oh, it is the next Metroid. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, which is yeah. crazy cool. So, but that I mean, was October eight. Yeah, very exciting for for Metroid mm-hmm. fans. I mean, it looks like you know it's not like a one. It's not like a three D like Metroid Prime. It's like one of the old school Metroids, right? Yeah, it's
0: a it's, um, you know it's a, a game that will compete with things like Hollow Knight and mm. um, Ori in the Blind Forest, like that kind of two D side scroller. Yeah, exactly.
1: So I mean, exciting for the Metroid fans. I think it's very cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: cool. So again, another good announcement. That I wasn't expecting it. Um, then there was Mario Golf, which comes out in a few weeks' time. I think that comes out, in fact, this week uh, on June twenty-fifth. Oh wow, that's fun! Looks super fun. Looks really, really fun. Mario Golf. Um, there's that mode where you all have to try and get the ball into the hole at the same time. Yeah, so you're, like, running at each other and throwing shit at each other. Like that's cool. That seems fun. Um, yeah. But do you know what I'm really excited about, like, is using the word "monsties" constantly because I just oh, thought that was such a great word, fuck, um, to be repeated multiple times by these marketing douchebags. Yeah, so this is Monster um, Hunter stories you're talking. Ugh, about. Here. Monster Hunter stories 2, Wings of Ruin. Yeah, the, like the word, um, the word
1: "monstie," the name "monsties" is not, it's not,
0: it's not great. I hate. This, so, this, so this is actually one of my pet peeves about uh, game shows, specifically E3, is when there's a buzzword in one of the games and the marketing people just keep repeating it, mm. to, the, to the point where even they must be hearing that it's super irritating to listen to that. Yeah, for sure. And I just got so sick, to the point where I was actually annoyed at the game and I was like, I don't want to see anything about this game anymore, this is irritating. It's It's been taken way too far. The, the game does look nice. It looks like, I think kids are probably going to enjoy it. I've got no interest at all because my Monster Hunter is about killing those monsters, not befriending them and calling them monsties. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that comes out... Um, th- there's actually a demo coming out um, on the 25th of this month, yeah. and the game comes out on July 9th.
1: Yeah? Which but I think is Because cool.
0: of monsties, uh, it can go and burn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then, then they announced a really cool one That got a lot of people very excited Which is WarioWare games. Yeah Woo yes, let so, go. did, did, so They announced it I was excited And then I actually saw it What did you think? I mean It's not your
1: traditional WarioWare
0: You know like no. Normally with the
1: WarioWares Except for the GBA one Which was the first one uh, It normally has some kind of like gimmick attached to it So you know like There's mm-hmm. WarioWare touched there was Warrior uh, the one on the Wii with the is it called Smooth Moves? I think yeah yeah Smooth I think Moves. So, yeah. Um, and there was another one which had like a weird like like on GBA which even had like a like a motion sensor in the cart or something like that. So you had to like spin your GBA left and right while playing Warrior which is kind of cool. Um, or they had like the one the Warrior where where you can make your own games your own micro games.
0: Warrior where um... DIY. I, I, actually, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I think one of them was called Touched Up.
1: That was the the switch. That was sorry. That was the um, DS one. Yeah, WarioWare Touched. Yeah. yeah.
0: Touched. Okay. I thought it was called Touched Up. I so think it was we got. Just,
1: I mean, you know what? <laughs> we can
0: look it up. There was Mega Micro Games, Twisted, Touched, Smooth Moves, Snapped, DIY, Game Wario, and Wario, and WarioWare Gold, and then Get Get Together is one they've just announced.
1: Right. Okay. Cool. So yeah, I'm very, I'm, um, I'm very, I love WarioWare personally. Like that kind of micro game great series. Yeah, yeah, it's a great series, a lot of fun, and also the characters and stuff are really cool. Like surprisingly cool for like what they, you know, they're just a bit wacky and like very basic characters and very cartoony, but I find them quite charming. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But it, it looks cool. It, it doesn't look like it has the, um, the, the heart of the previous games though. Mm. Like, I feel like it was missing something. I don't know what it was. I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I looked at it and just went, "eh." Yeah, it's okay. because it's because I, I like for the fans,
1: but it's because when you played it, like it looked well in ev- every micro game, it looks like you have like some kind of recurring aspect of like you know you have your character, you have you're actually like controlling a character in each micro game. It looked like, and then, like that character was like not in the same art style as the micro games, and I know that the, micro, the art style of the micro games changes drastically depending on which it does one you're Sometimes,
0: sometimes it does like it's been drawn with crayons yeah. or like, whatever. Which was part of the appeal um, of
1: the game, in my opinion. Yeah. But then, like, um, yeah, having this, it's a bit jarring when you see the same character model on each thing. I mean, it would probably get some getting used to, but, I mean, I'm still excited. I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot and play it. So.
0: Yeah, I, I might check it out. I'm probably not going to buy it, though, but that comes out on September 10th. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then they announced Shimigami Tensei five, which got a lot of people very excited. This looks cool. Yeah, You're it's both like Persona
1: fans. It's preso- yeah, it's, it's like it's like Persona, but for like your your dad, like, un- your, yeah. it's, like, it's, like your, it's like your uncle's Persona. It's like you know, dad dad gaming Persona version. That's it. Well, I sat
0: and watched some of the gameplay of this on the treehouse, and it looks quite good. Mm. I mean, it, it's clearly running on a Switch. Like you, you, can see it's running at the level that um, it's 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 over overloading itself a little bit like it's there's pop-up and um like you can see the textures not rendering correctly in some places but when it works it looks beautiful yeah but it's it's clearly running on the switch <laughs> yeah so that's cool so. and that comes out November 12th mm-hmm. uh, then they announced dangan romper decadence which I'm not interested in that series I don't know if you are
1: I think Danganronpa is really good I've gone through all the games but um it's 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 very anime but has some very cool moments in it uh, I would recommend it if you're looking for like a visual novel with some like uh Sort of like murder mystery elements to it. Uh, yeah, the one with the, the
0: bear. It's yeah. got like half evil, half good. Yes, Monokuma. Okay.
1: Monokuma. Yeah, that's the one. In, I've got uh, it. Yeah.
0: It looked cool, but it's not my kind of thing. Mm. Uh, then, of course, there was Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, which I can't wait for. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, we
1: talked about that from, from the Ubisoft We did. Week. We talked about yeah. it last
0: week. Yep. Um, and then there was Advance Wars 1 and 2 reboot. Let's which... go. Let's, Let's go. go. Maybe. I am looking forward to kicking your ass on that. I mean, oh.
1: Go <laughs> oh, clock. You got, you got another thing coming. But you, you can try. Yeah, but, you're going to destroy but, me. But uh, I am very excited for that. I just, I mean, I love Advance Wars 1 and 2. Uh, both great games. Uh, I'm glad that they're going back to the original sort of like uh game style as well because it did take a weird turn with like dark conflict and stuff like that but um, it's really cool that they've redone the graphics and done all the like you know sort of like the cut-ins and the anime characters and redone all that stuff. Also so we're going like to get a toy box
0: style now. Right? It looks like a toy, toy box style now. Yeah like which it, I think super... like they've all been in... Yeah, it's cool. It's nice. Yeah,
1: like and um, I guess we're gonna get like you know remastered music and stuff like that. So I'm very excited for that game. Uh, I also I want it to do well so that they make a brand new Advance Wars. Uh, you know, give it, give it. So hopefully this game does well, and that lets Intelligent Systems make a new one because, god damn it, I like Fire Emblem's cool, but give Advance Wars its time to shine again, please. Oh my god, please. So
0: yeah. Oh, uh, I think we're both looking forward to that, and that comes out. Uh, December 3rd Yeah. yeah, yeah. so uh, the price is a bit high I think for what that is Um, I will say I think the price is a bit too much for that Um, um it's premium priced
1: I'm a Nintendo shill I'll pay it that's fine it's
0: fine we're both Nintendo shills I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to complain about it but I'm still going to buy it yeah, so exactly. that's it's how like
1: that is grumble grumble hands over wallet grumble <laughs> grumble there you
0: go. but then they announced uh, the DLC for Hyrule Warriors which looks fine uh I- i'll admit the, f- the first chunk of dlc has landed doesn't feel like it's worth the money right now Ooh. um it feels like it's a good time to kind of put that one on hold until the second half comes out of mm-hmm. which is the the real meat and potatoes of that dlc because it looks like there's more in it yep. right now i think it's just one character yeah uh, and then a few extra levels and stuff but i think hyrule warriors just feels like really half done that they could do so much more to that game and it just feels like they've not really done much to it because i i like the game
1: yeah. But it feels like
0: it's missing a game, which is weird. Um, but Agreed. yeah, we get more DLC coming later in the year, which is going to be cool. Then there was Skyward Sword HD. We know what that is. We know what's going on there. And and again, so just before the um, the Direct started, I was saying, like, this is going to be the year they announce Wind Waker. Like, this is it. I'm getting Wind Waker. I'm so excited. And then a friend in the chat, again in the RGB chat, said, you watch, they'll remake Zelda 2, and it won't be Wind Waker. They'll be like, i announcing Zelda 2. Oh. And it popped up with this game and watch with Zelda 2 on it. And I'm like, <laughs> I think we might be wizards, but I hate it. Yep. <laughs> yep. So frustrated because, I mean, I don't think this is for anyone. Like, it's a cool collectible. I'll, I'll admit it, it's kind of cool. But at the same time, stop wasting your time on this stuff, Nintendo, and get on Wind Waker right now if yeah. you're listening. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm coming for you. With a letter, nothing else.
1: With a letter.
0: A giant letter that I'm going to hit you with. A big letter. Um, Q. Or two Qs. QQ. Um, QQ. And then they announced uh, more gameplay for Breath of the Wild 2, which looks stunning. What, what do you think of the gameplay footage that we saw? It, it's very brief.
1: I mean, yeah, we didn't see that much. I mean, it seems like there's a whole new element of verticality, which is cool. Um, I
0: it's think. So, but in the sky! Oh, I that idea from.
1: Yeah, it's Skyward, sort of, no. Oh. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for more Breath of the Wild 2. I'm really interested to see how they refresh the world, uh, rehash a lot of stuff, and, you know, having floating island stuff. Uh, I, You know, Given it is a sequel and not a new Zelda game, I think I'm okay with them like reusing a lot of the old map assets. But it'll be interesting to see like how they like re rehash them and introduce like new surprises into the map, uh, kind of thing. Because that was one of the big parts of Breath of the Wild one, why it was so cool. Because you saw something really far away and you went and ran to it, and you could run to it, right? Yeah. So. In this game, I'm excited to see like when they go like, oh, now they now they're gonna have to take advantage of like, oh, I remember this place from Breath of the World one. Let me go check out what it looks like now, and then going there and being like, oh, this place that looked like the starting area is now like the super high end, really difficult area or something like that. You know, I think that'd be interesting to see how they adapt to that. But, yeah, or yeah, maybe so we, they'll we, add there was dungeons. There's a lot
0: going on. A lot going on, and yeah. um, it looks interesting. Like, I'm excited for it. You can give me more Zelda, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Um, so I do kind of want to s- s- sidetrack a little bit here, because it's something I missed off the agenda. And just before we go into our highlights, have you seen this Steam Next Fest thing that's going on right yeah, now? Yeah, I saw uh,
1: Gabe Newell talking about it, where it's basically just like, they're just showing off a bunch of games on Steam and ones which have demos available or something, right? right that's the oh, gist oh, so, so
0: they're encouraging people that are releasing games this year to put demos up quickly? yeah which is what they've done and i'm trying out some games and i'm blown away like i actually forgot how cool it was to have demos mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh. now I'm, I'm trying out like all these different i mean i'm installing probably 30 or 40 demos like without even thinking about it because i'm just click click click, click done oh wow. and i've got to try out terra nil which was announced at e3 oh yeah I need that game. Is, right. the de- is there a need... demo out on Steam? Yes. yes, I was
1: going to talk about that in one of my highlights. I need to try the demo.
0: But yeah. Oh, like, okay. So that's so cool. let, that's why I was kind of segueing through that into highlights. Because I was going to say that it's now pointed out some of my highlights being Terra Nil. Um, I'd say Tunic is another highlight as well, but I haven't been able to play the demo that yet. And I don't think it's available. Mm. Um, But this Steam Next thing is a really good way of checking out some of the things that they announced in the PC Game Festival, which is where most of my highlights come from. Um, And I'm actually trying to remember what the other one was now, and I can't remember the name of it. But it was, um, if if you want to go ahead, I'll I'll have a think, because I'm I'm trying to think of the name of some of the games now.
1: Okay, um, so, but,
0: so So we're going to be talking about our highlights from E3 this year.
1: So, my highlights are definitely a lot of what was announced at Nintendo. I feel like it appeals like directly to me as someone who grew up with an N64 and a lot of these older Nintendo games, you know, like Advance Wars, Mario Ware, Mario Party, um, you know, uh. <sighs> What else? What else was there? From- it's almost like from- nostalgia
0: Cells. Yeah, almost. <laughs> hmm. Yeah,
1: it's targeted. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like a uh, Super Smash Bros. You know, obviously, Kazuya and Smash is like a massive thing for me. Uh, yep. It's it's quite niche stuff. You know, like I was talking to my friends about. There's are like it sounds like ni- they they very much felt like Nintendo flopped, but they're also not Nintendo fans. So it was interesting to see, right? Because it's like you know, Nintendo's very much appealing to their already audience rather than like trying to bring in new people, I guess, which is interesting. Um, except for that, uh, Terra Nil looks super good. Uh, a lot of indie games I'm very excited for. Uh, Outer Wilds, Steel C. But, but I'm kind of waiting for the Annapurna Interactive um, sort of uh, showcase, which is coming up uh, on the 28th, I think, or something around that somewhere, somewhere around there on of July. Uh, so we have got some time to wait. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess Battlefield 2042. Very excited to see that. Also, I heard that because of the Battlefield 2042 announcement was so popular apparently battlefield 4 has been so over like people have gone back to play battlefield 4 uh, and it's been so popular that they that like they had to spin up more servers to account for all the extra players who have been joining wow. yeah so like they were literally like the the server browsers were just like full and there were like queues on every server available which is crazy so That's insane yeah it says a lot that like uh people are very excited for battlefield 2042 uh, which is cool because apparently Battlefield I I didn't play Battlefield 4 I played Battlefield 3 a lot uh and sounds like Battlefield 4 was like a really good game so uh yeah it just
0: missed me because it was always too expensive
1: mm, yeah so maybe if I get bored I'll jump in you know see the hype but also I don't know if I'll save myself for Battlefield 2042 but either way um Halo Infinite is my other big like eye-opening one where I'm like, "Whoa, I'm gonna play some Halo when Same. it comes out on PC." I'm gonna
0: join you on that one. That's one of my highlights. <laughs> yeah,
1: like you know, definitely free to play. Fantastic trailer. Looks like a lot of fun. And obviously, yeah, like I just said, free to play. It's gonna be just jump in, right? You know, like there's no 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 commitment. So very excited for that. I'm excited. To, I'm, I'm interested to see how they monetize it. I guess through like you know, cosmetics and stuff. But um, see how how far they go with that. Um anything else? Any other cool games that we saw? Um I mean I might try out the new Life is Strange. Like, it looks beautiful visually. I think we've gorgeous. talked about it before, yeah. It looks gorgeous, but um oh uh what's it? Age of Empires four. I might give that a shot as well, considering i have been playing Age of Empires two. I think that's very much gonna be one of those games where I'll play it with friends. Um if they buy it, kind of thing. Uh, I doubt I'll play it solo. Um but I think that's uh, that's cool. I think that's that's. Oh, and oh, Stalker Two, obviously. Stalker Two, I'm very yeah. excited for, um, because I'm a big Stalker fan, um, and looks kind of cool. I need to see more gameplay though, uh, really, to to get a better judge of what the game is like, uh, and I'm also sort of tentatively curious about Twelve Minutes um the, yes, the so time loop that's game the, that's the top down one isn't it yeah the top down time loop game i'm i'm ten, yep. I'm, I'm curious uh because i love time loop games so going to give that a shot uh but apart from yeah i think that's that covers everything for me really so uh what about you what, what's your highlights
0: um so a large part of mine was from devolver which was death door um uh inscription uh wizard with a gun and oh, yes, um, wizard with Gun which just looks amazing. Um, and there was another one as well. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Phantom Abyss. Oh yeah, Phantom Abyss. Yep, yeah, so I'm looking forward to those from Devolver. Um, I did see in the PC Game Show one of the smaller games that was announced. There's a game called Tiny Thor, which I downloaded a demo of yesterday. And I've got very, very big hopes for that game. Yeah, I feel like we might potentially have another Mario here not in terms of success of Mario but in terms of the way Mario feels when you play it. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's called Tiny Thor. There's a demo for it and it plays identically to like Amiga platformers. Mm. Which is a which is a hard feeling to kind of emulate and and they've done it really really well, really well with this. It's got cool mechanics. It's got sort of like a Yoshi's Island mechanic where you Throw your hammer in like a certain direction based on where your little arrow is pointing. Yeah. Uh, and you just run around in these lovely little environments just collecting gems and doing bits and pieces. And each level is laid out in like a proper level setup. It's not like a, a long open world kind of setup, which is what a lot of side scrollers are doing now. Mm-hmm. So excited for that. Terranil, as we've already talked about, has really got me going. Uh, Mario Rabbids 2, very, very excited for that. Um although I can't really think of much else that's really stood out this year as, as like got getting me hyped. Obviously Breath of the Wild 2. Um and that has been about it this year. I think you've covered everything else though when you talked about Halo. Yeah. Uh, Starfield maybe as well. Starfield might have me, we'll see. Oh, Forza Horizon five. Hmm. There it is, that one. That's oh yeah, that looks pretty cool, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Redfall. So actually most of the big games. It's Redfall as well. The um the Vampire Fighty One. Ah oh, like, yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah.
0: So, Redfall I'm looking forward to as well. Um, Overall, I think it was a good E3 this year. Like, There there were some disappointing moments, mainly with Ubisoft, because they're a terrible company. Um, (laughs) It's not entirely true, they're not a terrible company, they've just got some problems. Um, I thought Square Enix was a bit of a dull moment, other than the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, which went on for way too long. Yeah. Um, Happy to see that they've stepped away from Avengers and they've made that its own thing. I'm almost positive that was going to be an expansion for Avengers, though. Yeah, and they're trying to split those things apart. Um, and I'm also looking forward to see what Nintendo announced in the next few weeks, because I think Nintendo aren't done yet. I think they've got more to come. Um, yeah, we're going to see more because they've already mentioned uh, Doug Bowser has been talking on Twitter about uh, Bayonetta 3, uh, the hardware and a few other bits and pieces have been quite open about the fact that they're just not ready to announce this stuff yet. Uh, but it's on its way, effectively. Yeah. Um so yeah I mean that that's been e3 and I, th- I think a, a overall a successful year and those have been our highlights um but I believe Ollie you have been watching Loki.
1: Yes I have been watching Loki.
0: What do you think? Hmm. so
1: uh for context I skipped uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Same, So I watched but, half of it and got bored of it. But was very I uh, was a big fan of WandaVision. Uh I will say that the setup for Loki uh, is very interesting, very cool because I love time-related stuff. However, time-related stuff like this always has a problem, which is that it opens a door, uh, not a time door, just a door. Um, of, it, it like, does open like a time door. It though. does open, also open a time door, several time doors apparently. Of um, you know, you can just retcon a lot of stuff, and it kind of makes like a lot of things like feel meaningless, or like it's it that you have to be so tight with your plot and your explanations of things that it makes things a little bit complicated. So, uh, with this, I love how it fits into the Marvel Universe of, like, you know, that, that Loki that kind of just, like, disappeared in um, uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: just, just with the Tesseract. Yeah, which was really cool. It's right, is the yeah. fact
1: that it's just, like, you know, this, the, the beginning of, of Loki was in this film, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I thought was very cool. Um, but I think it's interesting to see... Uh, I think... It, I'm interested to see where it goes, but right now it's, it just feels very slow. There's a lot of really slow moments in it for something that could feels like it should be moving very fast because of like time and plot and stuff like that. Like, uh, like the 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 plot potential, I guess. Um,
0: I, I love. I I, I disagree because I think I mean I respectfully disagree, but yeah, I'm yeah, going to disagree yeah, with you. That's fine. Yeah. Um... I think it's more because they really are trying to build that relationship between him and the officer Mobius, who, yeah. Who I'm, yeah. Who I'm not entirely sure is mortal. Mm. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's like a creation of the um, TVA. What are they called? The timekeepers and the TVA. The timekeepers, thank you. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, the timekeepers. He's a creation of the timekeepers.
1: Mm.
0: So is he a human? Is he mortal? What, what is he? Like, yeah. Or is he just an entity?
1: Well, yeah. It seems like all of these characters from the TVA aren't. Necessarily human, even though they seem to do lots of human things. You know, like eat. but they don't have a past. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah, which is unusual
0: of, for a time travel game.
1: It's <laughs> kind of fabricated, right? So it's like you yeah, know. um, which I think is cool. Um, I guess movie, like
0: TV series, not game. Sorry. Yeah,
1: be, yeah, like yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see whether they explore that and what the TVA really is and who the timekeepers really are and all these other things.
0: Um, but I, like, I like how they've now immediately drawn Loki's attention, because Loki has now realized that the TVA is possibly the most powerful thing in the universe.
1: Yes, exactly. He's able
0: right. to contain the most powerful thing in the universe, which is the Infinity Stones and all that, and just turn them off. Yeah, and just be like, oh, which,
1: these, these don't do anything. Yeah, Yeah, these are just,
0: uh, what is it? Pa- um, paperweights. paperweights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is kind
1: of crazy, right? Um... But,
0: so Tom Hiddleston, the actor who plays Loki, has done a fantastic job oh, of, yeah. kind of, of kind of Portraying that emotion of like, I'm one of the most powerful beings in the universe, and right here, right now, I'm an ant under a mic- under a magnifying glass. Yes, yeah. Uh, and and taking Loki's powers away has actually made a really interesting character. Mm. But every now and again, he gets to use them a little bit, but he never uses it enough to to be a problem.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: because he genuinely wants to meet these um, timekeepers. The timekeepers, yeah, and yeah, it's almost like he's in reverence of them. Yes. Which is kind of cool, like, uh, I'm really excited to see where this one goes, like, I'm I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see where it goes, I think, like, and I'll I'll keep watching, I'm not bored yet, but it's just, like, in terms of, like, you know, things that are happening each episode, it is a lot, it is a lot of, like you said, a lot of dialogue just between Loki and Mobius. Yeah, like, a lot, right? And then, um, I mean, in the last episode, we saw them go to, was it, I mean, also spoilers. Uh, I guess, you know, we've already been talking about it, but...
0: But they go to the um, supermarket. Yeah, they to, go to the well, supermarket, the
1: and, um... Yeah, that was a bit... It was, it, it was very tense, right? Mm. Like, you know, just kind of, like, slow-moving, kind of, like... Also, this weird dialogue between... Also, how are we going to differentiate between these two Lokis, or, like, who we, who we assume is Loki? Maybe they're not Loki. Um, you know, like, there's, like, variant Loki, and then, I guess, main Loki even though he's not really the main Loki.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 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 got a lot of complexity but don't forget we were super confused with WandaVision the entire way through and and no one really guessed it. That
1: is true, yeah.
0: I'm confident with them on this one. Um uh, and also as well like, dealing with the whole apocalypse thing, um that, that whole episode that the camera work and stuff was beautiful. Yeah, in that. like it, it was really cool to watch that scene where like the personality is, is jumping between all the different people so like there was like a really long scene with that like dude who was like really gloating on the fact that he was loki yeah and then it passed over to so it started with the woman then it went to the dude and it went to another dude and then it became loki well, i won't say who loki is but yeah that that, that was that, it's cool like i'm looking forward to seeing where this one goes yeah for sure um it's, it's a lot better than Falcon of the Winter Shoulders, that's for sure, because that was really boring. No one's really talking about that anymore either. Yeah. Um, but On the other side of things, because obviously we're starting to go back to normal now, I've had a chance to watch The Conjuring 3. Um, are you up to date on The Conjuring? Because like, it's I, a series?
1: I have not. I, I'm not going to lie to you, Clark. I don't even know what The Conjuring is.
0: It's a Movie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're horror movies. They're they're pegged as the modern day exorcist, is what they are. Right. Okay. Uh, so so these are movies that are about a couple, uh, one of which has the ability to see things that are not always real. Mm. She can see like sort of like the dead world and, and little clues and stuff that help her to solve um, supernatural crimes. And they're effectively going out and trying to help with like. Exorcisms and possessions and stuff, and trying also to prove to the church that demons exist. Right. Okay. Now, that's their that's their whole thing, and and out of that comes all these like horror tales and stuff. These quite generic horror stories. Um, one of which is Annabelle. You've probably heard of Annabelle. Uh, I think the movie so? series about a doll.
1: Yes. Yes yes, doll. yes. 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 So
0: they've got Annabelle in their basement because she keeps breaking out to have her own movie, and then she gets put back in the basement. Right. Okay. Um. And yeah, so she's this possessed, like murderous doll that is is the the thing they used to prove that, you know, demonology exists. Mm. And in this, this new one, um, so it came out a few weeks ago in the cinema in this new one, the couple are back together and it's like an, uh, almost like an origin story of what, how they started. And it's really interesting. Like, like in terms of modern horror being quite cheesy and bad, this is really good. Like yeah. if you've not seen it, I, I, I was kind of hoping you'd seen it so we could talk about, sorry, it. no, um, but it's, it's good. Like, it's worth watching. Uh, and there's a massive nod to The Exorcist right at the start, like which is screamingly obvious. They re-film shot for shot. Um, the You know where The Exorcist walks up to the front of the house and then the camera's behind him with the, uh, the streetlight? Yes. You know that shot? Yeah, yeah, They yeah, do yeah, that yeah. shot. Oh, wow. So they redo that shot, and it, it's great. Like, it's really cool. Um, really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed the movie. I would highly recommend that people watch it, but I'm not going to talk more about it because it is quite spoilery. Hmm. So, uh, the last part this week is our Nostalgia Bites segment, which is where we're talking about Code Wheels. Yeah. Polly, do you know what a Code Wheel is?
1: God, um, I think so? I think this is before my time, right? So this, uh, as far as I'm aware, here's here's, here's my understanding of Code Wheels. Let's
0: hear the Millennial version of Code Wheels. Oh, yes,
1: the Millennial's (laughs) version of Code (laughs) Wheels, yes. Well, with physical discs, basically before there was DRM um in order to like when you installed a game on a uh, on a pc or like a mac or whatever like an old school like pc kind of thing like um the the form of drm or security was that the physical game came with a disc in the box sorry a a wheel in the box which was like a code thing and you had to basically type in a series of numbers or letters or something like that using the code wheel to unlock the game or like actually play the game am i right
0: in saying yeah pretty much pretty much so yeah there was, there was a lot of variance of it the, the i'll start with code wheels but i'll kind of explain them all quite quickly yeah so code wheels are as you explained it's uh, a few bits of paper stuck together in, in concentric circles that get smaller and smaller and the, the game will say um it will give you like a series of colours or a series of numbers, and you have to line the code wheel up to that those colours or numbers, and it will give you in these little like windows a, yeah. a line of code, and you type that code into the game, it unlocks the game. Exactly that. Um, there were different variants of this, so there was also um, uh, the, in Leisure Suit Larry, for example, one of the first ones, Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards, that to get into the game and prove that you are eighteen, you had to answer questions, but they were like real life trivia questions for people that would only. Know the answers if they were old, wow. so it was things like <laughs> who is the current, um, who was the president before this one, and like, um, it would take like it would name Banana Rama, and you'd have to know who they were. Like, but it, but it was it was like music that only adults listen to, and stuff that if you if you think about it, at the time there was no internet, so you wouldn't be able to look it up. Oh my which god! Which is kind of clever, and and this is this is like before copy protection. Th- these were ways of. Um, stopping people from copying your game yeah um that one not so great but uh the other one was um so the game would start up, and to make sure that you hadn't copied this game because copying this was super easy to do but because photocopies and stuff weren't weren't really popular at the time or they were very expensive it's not easy you couldn't just take like a smartphone picture of your yeah so what they do is like they'd say on page four of the instruction manual, line seven, word six, type that word in. And if you got that word right, you could get into the game.
1: Yeah. Oh oh my but
0: God. I mean this this was like baseline DRM. So this, this is why this week's nostalgia byte section is about code wheels and it's it's I wanted to just talk for a few minutes about how that has drastically changed because of the internet. Like, so so have you had any experience with any of these things or are these really before your time?
1: Uh, I I mean with old school DRM like um. I remember having to type in serial keys uh into games. Oh, serial
0: keys? I forgot about those.
1: Yeah, so using serial keys to install games on PC and oh, yeah. stuff, and then obviously when you pirated games online, you had to go find the serial key from a website. But mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, that was. One thing that, uh, that, that's probably my era of, uh, DRM, before there was online DRM and all these other things. Uh, but yeah, just serial keys really was the main thing. I, and I remember even not with, um, games, but with software, like, uh, at school, um, I knew, I memorized what the serial key to install Mac Media Flash 7. On the school PCs, like what the key was, and I used that serial key at home to install macromedia, like to, to, to unlock flash on my home computer. because I just cause they weren't serial burnt, key. were they? No, no. They were,
0: they were forever, because they, they, you used to use key generators, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, you used use key gens, and that was yeah. It, yeah. You, and uh, and that, that's a weird thing that connected a lot of people together, was everyone remembers the music to those key gens. Oh
1: my god, the chip yeah. tune music yeah. in key gens was so fucking good, dude. They, they were.
0: were uh, you, you know that's a genre on YouTube, don't, yeah. don't you? Yeah, key yeah, gen it's... music, yeah. But there was just bobs, oh, That's so oh, good. It was so good. And th- there's a few that everyone knew. Yeah, and I, like someone played one to me years ago, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I thought that they were random. There's like
1: the one which is like, I didn't even know what it's called, but um,
0: there was just so many of them, and these were things that because they became so ingrained in in like how to play video games, I thought they were actually part of the game. Oh yeah, yeah, because. Because every time I started up an Amiga game, you have to use one of these. Like someone would put their little screen at the start of it to say, "This is me. I'm the hacker. I I, I hack this game." Yeah. But they were done in such a high quality because the games obviously weren't very high quality, so matching that quality wasn't difficult. Yeah. They were done in a way that made it feel like it was part of the game. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I always thought, like Rainbow Islands, for example, had this weird chip tune music at the start of it, which it didn't. Oh
1: Man, talking about that, it's it's kind of like a lost like charm and magic you know, it is. To, It's to it's... how this, I guess that's, like, kind of part, of like, hacker culture and that kind of thing, like, people just put their own flair on these things, and just, like, yeah. that's so cool, like, the fact that they did. They, they literally could have just been, like, okay, here's a key gen, you just press a button, gives gets a sync, but instead they were, like, no, I'm bored. I'm a gonna add, touch. like, all my, like, graphics to it, and, you know, like, make it so, like, it rains down stuff on your computer. Something
0: and... spinning round made out of, like, They'll pick little dots. Yeah, spinning around something like a 3D thing, but like it's a not Like a star 3D. field,
1: yeah, like a star field and all. Exactly other that. Things.
0: Yes, that's, oh, that's no. what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah,
0: like, oh, um, but it sort of reminds me. So, so just to segue off this for a brief second, because we are going to close up in a second. Um, this is also from an era where screensavers were a thing. Yeah, um, but not just. I mean, everyone knows what a screensaver is, but it used to be a thing where you'd buy packages of screensavers. You'd buy them. Yep. And there was this thing called After Dark. Do you know After Dark?
1: Uh, no, I don't know After Dark specifically
0: it was the most famous collection of screensavers like by a long way okay. like even more well known than microsoft's like pipes and things that they did yeah um, and this was a, a company that built a set of screensavers that were all themed and they had music and stuff and they had like storylines and stuff oh my god it was it was based around these flying toasters <laughs> um yeah uh, like you I, I recommend you look it up and the screensaver was just a load of toasters flying slowly across the screen with wings yeah and it, and it had music and then after dark 2 came out and it didn't just have music it had lyrics oh my and god the music was flying into the sun the smell of toasters in the air when there's a job to be done the flying toasters will be there and it's flap 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 and now they're on their way like that's oh how it god. went it was, it was brilliant it was brilliant like for a screensaver to have, not just a soundtrack, but a, an orchestrated and vocalised soundtrack, that, that was an era that he's never coming back. But, yeah, it was just another <sighs> part of that whole thing with, um, that you know, that time.
1: That's so great.
0: I, probably Gosh. could have made that its own Nostalgia Bite, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, so that's yeah. been our Nostalgia Bite section for this week. Uh, and that's actually been the Sunfire Tavern for this week. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, have you got anything to say before we close up?
1: Uh, no. I think, thank you, everybody, for listening for this week. And, um, yeah. Yeah good 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 times good chats now i'm, I'm yeah. literally gonna go goo i'm literally gonna go youtube a bunch of keygen music off immediately after we stop
0: I'm, i've already done exactly the same thing i've got it on my screen right now yeah yeah um but thank you for listening for episode 38 of the sunfire tavern uh this is our podcast for gamers and geeks where we talk about everything in the games industry movies and tv uh with myself clark and my co-host ollie who have you heard today discussing the hot topics from the week uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify or on Google Podcasts as well. And if you want to drop us an email, we really do hope you did, uh, hope you'll send us one. You can do that through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and take care.
1: Yeah, take care, everybody. See you later.
0: Bye-bye.